Hey, my name is Kristen, and I want to personally welcome you in. I'm a small town mama and former elementary school teacher who spent $250 to start a network marketing business I knew nothing about. I had no followers, zero experience in marketing, and knew very little about social media. But I was able to educate myself on all the ins and outs of owning a business and now run an annual six-figure online business and partner with my husband in helping him run a local service-based business all from home. Because you're listening, it's likely that you're either considering getting started as an entrepreneur or you want to grow. Let's do this together. I'll use my experience as an educator to break it all down for you, social media marketing, business strategy, and networking. My goal is to help you find a sense of balance and fulfillment so you can inspire others to do the same using your unique gifts. So get comfy and cozy, grab a pen and paper and your drink of choice, and let's get to it. I want to talk about mindset. Um, I've started reading uh, a rereading, actually. This is the second time I've read this book before. Um, but I read this book before I became the person that was okay with writing in your book. Um, I don't know if you guys write in your books or not when you read them. I write all over my books now, but I used to not be that person. I used to be the person that was like, I can't mess it up. Well, I've started, re um, I've started doing that I probably a couple years ago. Well, I read this book. This was probably one of the very first personal development books that I did when I started. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Like there's like all kinds of colors, like even my Bible. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, I do highlighting and notes and all the things, but I, um, I, this is probably, I would say maybe like my second or third book that I ever did with personal development when I first started my business four years ago. Um, if you've never read it, so Jenny Allen is, um, she's a Christian author. Um, she has um, obviously some social media that you can follow as well. And she also has a podcast. So if you want to consume some of her content, she, um, this book right here is about taking your thoughts captive. And I was like, so I finished, um, the last book that I, that I was reading and I was like, Holly, like I got so many books, like it's, it's bad. I took, yeah, I took books to work and I put them on my desk and I still have so many books here. And I was like, surely there's a book that I have that I need to reread, or maybe I've skipped over and never read it. Cause I've done that too, where I've ordered books and then not read them. So I was looking at my, um, at my stack and this one popped out at me. And I remembered that you guys said that you wanted some mindset training at some point in the near future. And I was like, you know, I think that maybe I need to read this again. And I noticed when I opened it up that I hadn't taken any notes in it. And I said, this is a great opportunity. Um, so I'll go through it again, um, refresh my mind. And it was a good thing because I obviously don't remember much about it. Um, so it was kind of like I'm rereading it from, from the very get-go. Um, she's written a couple of books, but I highly recommend this one. Um, so it's called Get Out of Your Head, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. Okay. And basically in this book, she's really emphasizing you shifting from negative thinking and taking control over your mindset. In fact, that's like one of the main points that she shares in the book is that you have control. You are in control. If you're taking notes, I'd write that down. I am in control. Um, because a lot of the times um, we will kind of just sit back and we get stuck in this rhythm of the way we think about our circumstances. We get overwhelmed. We get anxious. 
we're sad, we compare ourselves. There's all these emotions that we go through and sometimes we get really lost in those emotions. And in this book, her idea is that we should not ever become passive in our thinking. Instead, we have control over our thoughts um, and there's a way that you can do that. And so um, I'm gonna share some thoughts with you about that um, tonight. And the first thing I wanna talk about, and I'm actually, whenever I, after I talk about kind of what her thinking and process is, and I'm gonna kind of shift the focus a little bit to maybe some of the negative thought patterns that maybe we've had in our businesses, and maybe even we do right now, who knows? Um, and some strategies on things that you can do, maybe some tools, um, some ways that you can take action or take control in those particular instances. So first thing that Jenny talks about in the book is recognizing whenever you have a negative thought, okay? Um, you know, when I was in college, I remember there was a word that I heard over and over and over again whenever um, I was like taking my education classes and that word is metacognition, okay? Now, Jenny doesn't use that word in this book, metacognition, but as she was describing this, that word kept popping into my mind. So if you're a Googler or maybe like you like to look into things more, um, the word metacognition basically is thinking about thinking, okay? It's becoming aware of your thoughts. I even um, go back to when I was in a classroom, a lot of the times the kids would like do stuff and then they would go, I can't help it. You know, y'all, you've heard your kids say that, like she made me or, um, you know, like a lot of times the kids would get super distracted. Maybe someone was tapping their pencil or someone walked out the door. Someone else was acting up, whatever. There was like different things that are happening. And um, what we would do is we would have conversations with the students and talk to them about how, you know, we can't control what other people do, but we can control ourselves. And we used to get into this big circle. We called it the concentration circle. It was a game that we used to play and it had different levels. And in this concentration circle, like I swear if people were to walk into my classroom while we were doing this, like, cause we had juju music and all playing, like they would think that we were probably like, um, like in some kind of cult or something. Like I was, you know, teaching my kids how to do a seance or something. I don't know, but it, it, it worked. Okay. That's all I know. So we would play this music and these kids would get in this circle and the different levels, um, it would get harder as we went. And so the first level was um, they had to stand there with their arms by their side and they had to stare at what we called their focal point, which was just a spot. Like they could look at the wall. They could look at like their friend's shoe. It just had to be something in front of them that did not move. And they had to do that. I think we started with like 15, 20, maybe 30 seconds. And then we worked our way up to a minute. And that was great. Most of the time they couldn't do it the first few times we did it, but then they got better at it. Um, and then we, we made the levels harder. Like then we started sending people around the room and like looking at them in their eyes. And then at one point, it, one of the levels was like, um, you know, the kids that would walk around would like try to make faces and make them laugh. The idea was to prove to themselves that they had control over their minds and that it didn't matter what was going on around them, that they could hold their focal point. And every single time that Jenny was talking about negative thinking, that all that kept coming to me because, you know, we've got all this stuff that's going on, but we have to train our brains to recognize whenever these thoughts are slipping into our minds so that we can take control. And so some of those negative thoughts are things like self-doubt, um, fear, worrying about stuff, whether it's finances, worrying about job security, worrying about what people are thinking of you. Um, there's a lot of different things that, um, we think about when it comes to negative thoughts. 
Um, but the first thing when we do is we, if we recognize that those thoughts are happening, then we can get, we can gain control. We can realize like, oh, every single time Susie taps her pencil, um, I get distracted. Um, so now I need to like, every single time I see her tapping her pencil, I just need to like find a coping strategy so that I don't look at that anymore. So it doesn't distract me. Um, and that's kind of the idea of, of tonight's training. So, you know, whenever you start to recognize those negative thought patterns, the next thing that you would do is start to challenge them. Right. In the book, she actually gives like these, um, let me see if I can find one. Um, she gives like these, uh, like diagrams or like flow chart type things where you can kind of see how your emotions and how your thought patterns can like really influence, um, the way that you live. Um, and she like, she goes, let me see if I can find like the first one that she shares. Um, so like you have an emotion, um, our emotions dictate our thoughts, which dictate our behaviors, which dictate our relationships, which follow through with a consequence. Um, and if we can, we can, when we have those emotions of like fear, worry, whatever, when we have that emotion, we can recognize it. We can challenge it with the idea that, Hey, you know, is what I'm thinking right now true? Like, is it actually, is it something that I'm worried about that's going to happen in the future? And y'all know, um, the scripture that talks about, um, oh gosh, I wish I could quote it, but it, it's something like, um, uh, don't be anxious or worried about what's going to come tomorrow for today has enough trouble of its own. Sometimes we get thought like we get caught up in those negative um, thinking. Like uh, for me, it's been um, lately, like MVP has been such a struggle for me in business, like such a struggle. And so I'll find myself like obsessing over it and worrying about it. Like, oh, we're getting closer to the end of the month. Maybe I'm not going to hit it. And those are, I mean, and that's a simple thing. Maybe for you, it's, um, you know, a relationship, you know, and you're worried about like, if you say something the wrong way, is it going to come across there? Like there's all sorts of things that we focus on every single day negatively, and they're really impacting our lives, Right. Um, you know, I've had conversations with a couple of you about circumstances that are happening outside of the business right now in your own lives. And you were like, but what if, or I don't know if this is going to be, and it, I will tell you that that's a trick of the enemy. The enemy is trying to like, keep you bogged down and worried and feeling so overwhelmed that you aren't living the life that you were called to. Right. Cause you know, God wants us to be free. He wants us to live and, and be happy and have joy so that we can give the, that to other people because the world is really broken, right? And we have something alight, not just ketones, but we have like something that those people need, right? And so that's where he attacks our minds, uh, makes us think. So whenever we start to recognize that we um, are having those negative thought patterns, um, we have to challenge them. We have to ask ourselves like, um, you know, uh, if I say I'm, I'm never going to be successful, could you like go, you know what? Like that's negative. I need to stop saying that instead say something like success takes time. I I'm working on it. I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. See how you can like reframe and challenge whatever it is that you're thinking about turning it into maybe I, I wouldn't say like toxic positivity where you just think everything's hunky dory all the time. And this is amazing. Cause I mean, the reality is that things can be hard. You know, I'm not, I don't ever want to like all of us, we all, regardless of where we are in our lives and our businesses and whatever, all of us are dealing with something right now. True or not? Yes. 
All of us are dealing with some kind of junk. Um, and I was actually talking to my aunt about this on, um, Sunday. We had, um, a guy in our church that passed away a couple of weeks ago, literally, um, like a couple of days after Christmas. And, um, he was like a pivotal member in our church. Like he, um, he was just a sweet, sweet man. And he passed away and his daughters don't come to church. His wife, um, actually used to babysit Sophie right before she started school. Like we were really, really close with her. Um, but she, he passed away and, um, regardless his family hadn't been coming. Well, um, the Sunday after everything was done and said, um, they came, his daughter came, his grandsons came. Um, and to make a long story short, basically, um, one of the grandsons has been to jail before he's made some poor decisions and, um, he came to church that Sunday and I know this, it just breaks my heart to even tell the story. Like I, it just, it makes me so sad. Um, cause this is not normal. Um, but we have a guy who randomly comes to our church and, um, he made a comment on Facebook he made a comment and he was saying something negatively about the grandson and it was something about his weight or whatever. Like he was saying that he had plumped up that I guess maybe they were feeding him really good in jail or something crazy like that. And my aunt and I were talking about this and she was like, I really hope that he didn't see that comment like that. That's terrible. And anyway, it just ensued in this conversation of how damaging our thoughts are. I mean, how damaging our words are. Right. I don't think that people really think about how when they speak, there's life and death in the tongue. When they speak, it it can tear people down. It can like make them feel. Imagine if you're having a bad day and someone says something awful like that to you, it makes your day so much worse, right? And if you're having a good day and someone tells you something like that, it kind of ruins it, right? Like, and going on the flip side of that, we unfortunately are doing some of those negative things to our own selves. And we have got to break that pattern. I'm guilty of it just like you are. And it's one of those things that I'm working on where it's like, whenever I'm having this negative thought, like I suck or I'm awful or I'm, you know, I got to rephrase that, you know, I've got to, I've got to shift it and go, you know, I don't understand what's happening right now, but I'm yielding to the will. Like I, I, something's going to come good out of this. I just know it, whether it's, I'm learning a hard lesson that I'm going to be able to use later on, or I'm going to appreciate the hard season. I don't know what that looks like, um, but I have to reframe that negative thought. Now, the next thing after that, once you've been able to like, you know, pinpoint what your thinking is and then reframe it is, you know, and this is the hard one, I think is replacing it with positivity. Um, and you know, like speaking out loud and saying, um, saying positive things. Let me see if I can come up, find a, um, a specific example. Oh, this is a good scripture that I do want to read to you on um, Romans eight, five, those that live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh and those that who live according to the spirit, set their mind on things of the spirit, because if we set our mind on the spirit, that's going to give us life and peace. Right. Um, and we know that if we live in the flesh, we are, we are struggling. Like we're, we're succumbing to like, you know, the opinions of other people. We're falling trapped to temptations and we know that God's power is made perfect in our weakness. So whenever we can allow him to work through us, um, and we set our minds on things of the spirit, he's going to give us life. He's going to give us power. He's going to give us, um, authority. I wanted to read that to you. Okay. When we're spiraling in noise or distractedness, we have a choice to shift our minds back to God through stillness. So it's like shifting from noise, thinking everything's chaos around me to I can be still. I can choose to do that. 
when we're spiraling in isolation, feeling alone, we have a choice to shift our minds back to God through community. Whenever we think, gosh, I feel like I'm all by myself, reminding ourselves that we do have people that love us. We, we are surrounded by a community of people that will support us. Cause honestly, the reality is a lot of people like we, I, there's a girl that I know, um, she shared this the other day. She was like, sometimes I feel like I'm not everyone's like person. You know how like some people have a person like that's their best friend or whatever. She was like, I kind of just feel like I'm, I'm not that person for anybody. I'm kind of just out there and people forget about me. And it, I wanted to remind her and not really just remind her, but really like affirm her in the thinking that it's not that you're, I, I don't want you to get stuck on the fact that people aren't like thinking of you. Most of the time people are just dealing with their own junk, right? People are just dealing with their own junk and they just, they honestly just don't think about, you know, those things. And, you know, that's been my prayer lately is that the Lord will kind of open my eyes up so that I can pay attention to what other people are dealing with rather than just getting wrapped up in my own junk. But the reality is like, we do have a community of people. And the more you talk to people and the more you understand, you know, their stories and the stuff that they're struggling with, you realize like you really aren't alone. A lot of us are, you know, we're, we're struggling with different things sometimes, but um, sometimes it's very similar. When we're spiraling in anxiety, we have a choice to shift our minds back to God through trust in his good and sovereign purposes. When we're spiraling in cynicism, we have a choice to shift our minds back to God through worship. When we're spiraling in self-importance, ooh, we have a, a choice to shift our minds back to God through humility, thinking, man, I deserve this. Like sometimes we have to humble ourselves. Um, when we're spiraling into victimhood, that one hurts too. <laughs> we have a choice to shift our minds back to God through gratitude. He's blessed us. We're not victims. He's given us grace. He's blessed us with so many things. Um, when we're spiraling in complacency, maybe feeling like, you know, um, you know, we don't need to, to work harder. Or we don't need to strive for more. Um, we have a choice to shift our minds back to God um, through serving him um, and serving, serving others. And she ends that chapter with basically saying the battle for our minds is won as we focus on Jesus every hour, every moment, um, every single, um, every single day, we have to have, we have to have positivity in our lives. Um, you know, there are, um, there are things that we can say. I know some of you practice like looking in the mirror. Maybe you have like something written on your mirror that kind of tells you, you are loved. You are beautiful. Kind of puts me, uh, what's the name of that movie? Um, oh gosh, I forgot that. Do y'all know what movie I'm talking about? The one that's just like, you are loved, you are beautiful, you are kind. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. When I find it, I'm going to, I'm going to share it with y'all. It was a good movie. Um, it was this woman, she was like a, um, like a, like a nanny or something. And she was telling the little girl that you are loved, you are kind, you're beautiful. Anyway, we all have different ways of giving ourselves affirmation. Some of us, it's, we have to do a podcast. The help. Yes. The help. Oh my gosh. Such a good movie. Um, it's a funny movie too. Um, and kind of sad. It's, it's definitely like an emotional movie, but that part I always, I always think about that when it comes to like the power of your words and stuff. Um, you know, whatever it is for you, whether it's, you know, for me, it's worship music. I, that is like my, thing that fills me up. That's the thing that like, if I need to like get out of my headspace, I will listen to worship music, um, put my earbuds in and I'm like, I'm good. 
Um, especially like I will listen. It just depends on my moods. Like I think God is like the one that gets me. I don't know if y'all know that song, but I'll be like jumping up and down. Um, uh, and then there's other ones that I just like, you know, cry my heart out to, but it shifts my way of thinking, right? It takes my focus off of my problems and focuses on the creator and realizing that he's in control. Right. And positive affirmation looks different for, for all of us, but you definitely want to replace once you've targeted what those things are with the good. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about this briefly, but, you know, focusing on gratitude is so, so important. Um, we sing gratitude by Brandon Lake a lot at our church. Uh, we started singing it last Christmas. Um, we used it kind of as a Christmas song. Um, but it's like one of those songs. I don't know if you know the lyrics to that song, but it's basically saying like, my words are falling short. I don't have anything left. I'm empty. All I got left is just to throw up my hands. Um, and, and, you know, like, and you're, you're literally just kind of emptying yourself. Um, when we can get to a place of gratitude, um, and helping us to stay anchored in the things that we have overcome. Um, I, I think I've shared this with you guys before. One day I was talking to my pastor told me, he was like, we always compare up. We always or like looking for the next thing. I am the world's worst for that. Like I'm always looking for like, how can I be better? Which isn't a bad thing, right? You want to be better. But sometimes we just get so stuck and fixated on like, I'm not there yet. Or I'm working so hard and they're there, but I'm not, right? We always compare up. And he was like, we we really need to sometimes, you don't always want to turn around and look back, right? But sometimes we need to shift our focus and look back at like, what have we overcome? right? What, what have we been brought through? What are the lessons that we've learned? How have we become stronger? I know for me personally, I've grown a lot in the last several years, just in my mindset. Like I think differently, right? The way that I approach people is differently. I hate to say this, but I feel like I was just like stuck in my own world for a very long time. And it took me a long time before I started to really have like strong empathy for other people. That might not be your issue. That was something for me. All of us have gone through stuff, right? You know, I've shared um, countless, countless stories about, um, you know, different seasons of my life. And the same thing goes for you. You've overcome some things. You've dealt with some hard stuff. And when you can go, you know what? Like, I might not be where I want to be right now, but I surely, I surely have overcome a lot of junk. I, I surely have made it this far. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to quit. Um, you know, I, I don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. Right. Um, whenever you, whenever you really can like stop and take a moment. Um, I know Mel Robbins, like sometimes she says that she calls it like her five second rule or something where like, if she, there's something she doesn't want to do, she'll like count to five and then just do it. She'll go one, two, three, four, five, and then do it. Um, without thinking, just, just taking action. I feel like sometimes our gratitude needs to be that way. Right. Where it's like, you don't want to be happy, but you're just going to, you're going to make yourself, <laughs> you're going to like, you're, I, I'm grateful for blank. And it, maybe for you, it's putting a note on your phone, right? And you're just going to open that note up and go, you know what? I'm just going to read it. I don't want to, I'm angry and I want to be mad right now, but I'm going to re read it. And there's something about you focusing on those things that will anchor you in the present moment so that you can at least shift your thinking away from the other stuff right? Like you can be mad with yourself if you want to be, it's fine, but at least you're not thinking about all the other crap, right? Like you know, at least you're shifting your focus just a little bit. Um, and before you know it, 
that's why I love listening to worship music. Before you know it, it's shifted my focus um, off of what's going wrong onto what's going right, you know, um, so that I know that, you know, there is hope, right? I can have um, peace. No Dropbox. I don't want to allow access. Y'all, I don't understand. I keep getting this notification on my computer. Dropbox would love, would uh, like to allow you to allow access to all of your apps. Why? I said no. Literally, it's been weeks it's doing that. I don't know why. Um, all right. Next thing. Um, sometimes, sometimes we get hung up um, in our own selves that we forget that we have people that love us and that can help us. Are y'all guilty of that? I saw a, a comment on Facebook in a Facebook group earlier today. It's like a local community group. And this guy was taught, he was basically like running his mouth. It was not a good post, but he was basically saying, um, all these people out there asking for help, asking for money and all these things. But then when you look at their page, they're so flashy with all the stuff they do and the travel and blah, blah, blah. And these people are like roasting people. Now, obviously, you know, we want, we don't want to be like that, but um, there was a comment like a reply to that comment. And he was, there was a guy on there that was like, I would rather starve. I literally would die before I asked somebody else for help. How many of you are like that? Be honest. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to ask for help. I'd rather just fight through it and figure it out on my own. Maybe you've been burned in the past and like you asked for help and you like should have just done it first yourself. Right. But the reality is like, y'all, we were created for community, okay? We were created for community. Like, first of all, obviously you can't do it by yourself. I know you want to, I know I want to all the time. Our, our personalities just, especially being women in our houses, like we just feel like we need to do it, right? Like if someone else says that they're gonna do it wrong anyway, I might as well do it. Um, we wanna be that way, right? We wanna be that way. But the, the reality is we can't do it all by ourselves. We can't, we, we need to rely on other people, whether it's, um, you know, fighting through that, those negative thoughts and helping like someone to speak into you, the words that you need to hear, because maybe you can't say them yourself, you know, um, all of us were blessed with different gifts. That's why, I mean, that's literally why, and I, I get so frustrated with myself and other people that will compare ourselves. But the, but the thing is like, this person was given this strength and I was given this strength so that we could work together and be stronger together, right? Like you might be weak in a certain area. They're weak in a certain area, but when you get together, you can lift one another up, okay? Um, and so, you know, look for for ways, maybe a friend, maybe me, like reach out to me, reach out to someone that you trust um, for um, for help. So that whenever you do fall into the trap of those negative thought patterns, um, you you can have someone to feed that into you, you know? Um, that's why I love, I mean, I love going to church, you know, because every Sunday I just get filled up, right? Um, and it just helps me um, to reestablish like things that I know, but for some reason I just keep slipping back into those negative thought patterns and I need to like shift, right? And so um, consistently when you do that, you can ultimately get out of your head, right? It's not an end-all be-all. Y'all know, um, you know, our um, our our slogan, Improve It, is 1% better every day. This life that we live does not have like a final destination, right? There's no like, 
you know, you got to reach this point before, like we all, we don't know when our last day is here. Um, you know, there's no like, like a lot of us, when we coach our people, there's no like, oh my gosh, when you hit your weight loss goal, you're done. <laughs> you graduated. All right, moving on. What's the next thing? It doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> our lives don't work that way. <laughs> like there's no, um, and I think that's probably a, a, a big reason why, um, like I was so like stuck, I think, because I didn't know how to navigate through like, okay, well, what do I do next? Like in my life, um, personally, but like, there is no end game, right? It's every day just working on ourselves a little bit better. And it's not to say that if you overcome a season of having positive thinking, like you overcome all those things and you get better at it and you master that habit, that's not to say that it's not going to rise its ugly head up, you know, in a month or two. You might have a really good, strong season where you feel like you're on top of the world. Y'all know, y'all saw me go through this last, you know, yesterday, um, Jesse Lee popped up as a featured photo on my phone and I lost it all over again. Lost it. Just sitting at my desk, lost it. Crying. I was like, I got to get myself together because these people are not going to understand. Like, you know, it's not that you're not going to deal with seasons. You're the likelihood of you, because y'all know habits die hard, right? You know, when you, when you overcome something, it's one of those things that you have to consistently be um, aware of. But whenever you can shift those negative thought patterns into something that's controllable, um, you will be able to um, be more effective um, and be more impactful um, and ultimately have a better influence on other people. And so I wrote down um, just a couple of things that maybe you personally have been struggling with. Um, whether pre professionally, in your business, um, at your other job, uh, maybe personally. These are all things like whenever I was like kind of just brainstorming and thinking to myself, and I don't know, I might continue training on this some more um, as I continue reading through the book um, next week. I don't know. I haven't quite decided yet. Y'all just let me know if you need more of this. But um, these are just some of the things that I was thinking about. And I was like, okay, well, how can we like, what are some practical ways that we can do this aside from like shifting our focus on our thinking? Um, how many of you have struggled with imposter syndrome? So imposter syndrome essentially is where like you feel like you um, are not good enough. Like you doubt your ability. Maybe you've had some success, but like you're like, yeah, that was a fluke. That wasn't really real. Like, you know. Um, maybe you're afraid to take on a role or take on an opportunity because, um, you're just afraid of failure. You're afraid that someone's going to figure you out. Someone's going to go see, like you shouldn't be here. You know, um, we've, all, I know I've dealt with imposter syndrome, um, back whenever I applied for the marketing job that I have right now. Um, have I sh shared with y'all the story about whenever I applied for this job? Okay. So obviously it's no secret. Like my income started to drop dramatically last year. Um, it was, it was pretty rough. Like our family, we were struggling to make ends meet. Like it was bad. And I needed to supplement our income, which is why I will never, ever, ever, ever tell someone to rely on one income source ever again, ever. Like, I'm sorry. I, my husband and I've talked about this, like never again. Like I will always have multiple streams of income coming into my house because you just never know. Um, and so we started talking about it. We were talking about me trying to get another job. 
Um, we were trying to decide whether or not it was going to be a remote job, whether I could just like find a job doing like freelancing for other people, like doing what I'm doing. Y'all, I literally applied to like 60 jobs. I'm not even lying. Like it was, I applied to a lot of jobs and none of them felt right. Like I even considered going back to the classroom. I didn't want to, like, I was just like in that, like, I don't like I've turned over a new leaf. Like, I feel like I'm a new person. I don't want to go back to the old me, but I knew I needed to create income. I'm not a quitter y'all. I am. If y'all know anything about me, I am not a quitter. I will never quit on you. Okay. Um, and I, so I was looking and, um, there are a couple of, um, businesses or places that are local to us that I was like, okay, well, I'll just go on their sites and see what they have available. And, um, I applied, um, to like three or four of them, um, got interviews, went in, had the interviews anyway, before all of the interviews and stuff, there was this one particular, it was the job that I have now. Um, there was this one job I was looking on there and it's, this is actually, I used to work for this company that I work for right now in college. Um, crazy, I, I think. Um, but I, I pulled up theirs and I was looking at the jobs that they had available and there was this marketing communications coordinator position open. And I was like, marketing, what is that? And I, I clicked on it and I like read through the job description and the job description was literally everything that I had been prepping myself. Like I've taken courses over the last year. Cause like one thing I know that I've learned from Jenna Kutcher, from Jesse Lee, from many, many other mentors, I have learned that when things are slow, whenever you're in a season of like, just things aren't going the way you want them to, you don't quit on yourself. You just build, you, you hone in on your craft. You get better at different things. Like you just, you expand. And so that's what I had done. And you know, I've done, I've, I've trained some of you guys on a lot of the stuff that I've learned with the email marketing and the, you know, the Canva, like just all these things. And I was, um, I was reading this job description and I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And I was like, I got excited, you know? And, um, you ever like, you get excited about something like, I want to do, like, I think I could do that. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> and so have you guys ever done, have y'all, am I the only person that's ever done that? You're like, I can do that. And then you're like, no, I can't do that. That's crazy. <laughs> Kristen, get back in your head. Like you have lost your mind. No way. You're not cut out for this. That's what I kept telling myself. I literally closed the tab on my computer, closed it. Y'all closed the tab. Didn't even like, I didn't exit. I didn't hit the X. I hit the little minimize button and it went down to the bottom of the screen. And then I kept looking for other jobs. Well, anyway, needless to say, I applied for other jobs, blah, blah, blah. This was on a Saturday. On Sunday, we had church and then we had family dinner and we were sitting, my aunt works at the same company. She works in a different department. And, um, we were sitting there and we were talking just like you do at family dinner. And my sister and my brother-in-law were talking about opening up a body, like a, um, like a service shop for cars. And uh, my, my, my brother-in-law, he, that's what he does. He's, he can fix cars and stuff. And he was talking about doing this or whatever. And my sister had this grand idea of like making it dual purpose and doing like a coffee shop on one side and then the service and then people could wait. And we were like genius. Well, I told her, I said, Oh, if you do that, I'll help you with your marketing. Literally, like it was just random, like completely random, not even related. We weren't even talking about getting jobs and stuff. My aunt was sitting across the room, not even in our conversation. She was sitting across the room and all of a sudden her head whipped. Like, I swear she could have given herself whiplash. 
her head whipped and she looked at me and she goes, speaking of marketing, she didn't even know I was looking for a job, y'all. She said, speaking of marketing, you know, we have a job open at where I'm at right now. And I said, I looked at her and I was like, oh, <laughs> I said, um, uh, yeah, actually I do. I already looked at it. She was like, you need to apply for that. And I said, are you sure? She goes, um, you are overqualified for that job. You could do it. She's like, the team's amazing. You're going to love it. You need to apply for that. And to make a long story short, I literally left family dinner, went home and I turned in my resume or polished up my resume, turned it in. And then it was a long process of interviews and like different things or whatever. But that's where I'm at now, y'all. And I love it. I love it. Whenever like I go to work every day, it is so much fun. I literally am getting paid a steady income to do what we do literally just for another company. It is so much fun. It, and and I, I hate to say like imposter syndrome almost cut me out of doing something that I absolutely love. Now today, no lie. If y'all watch my stories, I had to um, print letters. I had to do a thousand 13 letters. I had to print them, put the labels. That is like the worst part of the job, but thank God that's not every day. That's like a random, like every so often kind of thing that we do. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'll take it. That's not that bad, right? Like if I were to compare it to some of the stress that I've had um, in other jobs, like, no, it, I, I'm telling you this story because sometimes we will sell ourselves short from an opportunity that is cut out for us that we like, we know that we are, it's meant for us. Like we know that we're going to be good at it, but we're like, mm, I don't know. I just don't know. Right. Like what's the hurt? What's the harm in you trying, right? What's the harm in you putting yourself out there? If you put yourself out there and you try and you don't do well, well, it wasn't for you. You know it, right? Dina, and I, Dina, I am, I promise that I have not even thought about your situation the whole time I've been telling the story, but now you are coming to my mind right now. So I don't know. Um, it's it, like you, like you won't regret it if you try it, but you might regret it if you don't, right? You just never, ever know. And so, you know, we, we got to, I, I, I remember Jesse Lee used to tell us this all the time, like co confidence comes when you take action. And of course you're going to be scared, Right course you're gonna be scared again that's the enemy getting into your head and telling you these things um and i need for y'all to like go no and start like pushing those thoughts aside right um and so for me whenever um in that particular situation it took someone else speaking life into me for me to make the decision because sometimes we can't just make that decision on our own so it might be that you need to reach out to someone i will tell you whenever i quit my teaching job that was the scariest decision of my life and to this day i don't regret it to this day, I do not regret it. But whenever, before I made that decision, um, it was one of those things that I was afraid to talk to people because I was afraid of what they would say. Fear of judgment, fear of like, no, you don't need to do that. Like, oh, you're going to quit to go work in that network marketing business. Like, and y'all know I've had incredible success with the network marketing business. Okay. Like it, I, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that was meant to be. But even in that case, it took me going to someone that I really had a lot of faith in and ask for their advice and go, what would you do if you were me? You know, how would you handle this situation? You know, and for some of you, maybe that's what it's going to take for you, right? Whenever you're facing that imposter syndrome is like, you know, 
what have I heard people say to me? Or how can I reach out to someone else so that they can affirm something that maybe I'm kind of feeling in my gut, but I just, I'm a little afraid to step out in faith and do, right? Um, Another thing that I was thinking about in terms of like struggles that some of us have dealt with is like handling, I thought about this one specifically with the business, is handling rejection or like criticism. How many of y'all have heard the word no in your business? Every day, <laughs> multiple times a day. It's like, good Lord, right? Like we're hearing no all the time. It's very frustrating. Like it's, it, yeah, it is. It's annoying. You know, you just, you, you ultimately, like I know every single one of your hearts, you want to serve, you want to change people's lives. You want to believe in them, but you also want to at least sell something. You know, you also do want to make a little bit of money. If you, if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. You know, you could do all that other stuff without trying to sell a ketone, you know, like ultimately we do want to make a sale. And even in other areas of our life, sometimes we deal with criticism, right? Like it's hard when people judge you or people criticize you. Um, but one thing that I think that we should consider in those cases is that, you know, whenever we um, hear the word no, um, or we feel a sense of criticism, we have to, this one's a hard one. We have to look at it as an opportunity to grow. We have to look at it as an opportunity because, you know, that no is not, I know we've said this before, but it is true. People are not saying no to you as a human being. They're saying no to the product. They're saying no to the opportunity. We can't take that intrinsic and go, oh, I suck. You know, it's not me, right? We can't do that. I know we do, but we shouldn't, right? We shouldn't. Instead, what we need to do is go, you know what? This no doesn't define my worth. It does not define who I am. However, it does mean that I need to, to grow. It does mean that there's an area of opportunity here for me. Um, I can figure out a way somehow, some way, some shape or form to improve, whether it's, you know, the craft of like, um, learning your audience or speaking to them. Maybe for you, it's um, the scripting process and maybe it's the not scripting or maybe it is the scripting is that's holding you up. I don't know. All of us are different. Y'all know I've given, I, I believe that all of us in some way have to run our businesses in a different way in order for it to be effective. We're not cookie cutter. There's a lot of things that work that um, I can share strategy all day long, right? Like I can share a script all day long and yeah, I mean, it might work, but there might be a way that you have to change some things. I remember whenever I first started, there was like, people were saying like, this is don't, and cause y'all might do this. So like, don't, don't hate me for saying this, but like I, when someone says, Hey, love <laughs> drives me bananas. Like it drives me up the wall. Like I, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. When somebody calls me love, like, no, <laughs> I'm not. And y'all I'm from the South. And like, we believe in like all that darling and all that stuff. Like we do, but like, I'm not your love. I don't know you, you know, like that was something that bothered me. And I remember like, like that was a part of some scripts that I saw. And I was like, I am not doing that. There might be some things that don't align with you and what we do. I'm here to give you permission to go, you know, that's not me. I can't do that. That's fine. However, there are some things that you're hearing advice on, but you're refusing to like shift a little bit or even just look at what you're doing right now and really going into it and getting in depth and going, how can I improve in this area? You know, am I really getting down to the nitty gritty? Am I really understanding why they're saying no? You know, are you asking? 
You know, are you getting feedback? Are you, um, I, there, we could get like really, really in depth in this, but like, we have to really understand what it is that's giving us that no, so that we can use it as an opportunity, um, to hone in on getting better. Right. Um, and in some cases it's just, they're not ready. Right. Sometimes they're just not ready. So we have to perfect the ability of follow-up. We have to perfect our ability to, um, to still serve them and be patient with them until they're ready. Like those are things that we have to perfect. It's not like, oh, they said no, and we're going to forget all about them. Moving on to the next person. Because we know the fortune is in the follow-up. We have to touch them multiple times, most of the time before they say yes. The likelihood of them saying yes the very first time we have a conversation is very, very, very low. Okay. Y'all, would y'all believe it or not? Like there was somebody who commented on something that I posted yesterday that I have not had a conversation with. I literally gave up on this person because we talked for forever. I haven't talked to them since 2021. <laughs> they popped up on my feed and they were like, Hey girl, I followed you way back in the day. I didn't know you were still doing this thing. Um, she's like, um, we stopped talking like a couple years ago. And I looked and I was like, we sure did. Um, you know, in, in those cases, obviously, if you talk to someone, like I'm not saying you have to like beat a dead horse, right? You you obviously there's a time whenever you gotta cut it off. Maybe they'll come back around. You never know. I, I'm curious to see what's gonna happen now that she's back. I really want to know what's gonna happen. Um, you know, if all else fails, maybe in this particular way, and I know, um, Michelle did this today, actually, she sent me a message and she was like, can you look at this and tell me like how you would like, what would be the next thing that you would do? Always do that. That's okay. Share it in our chat and go, Hey guys, I'm open for feedback. Can like you look at this and tell me I'm getting ready to make this post, or maybe you made a post and you want some feedback on how you can get it better. Um, a great strategy for this would be, say you're like creating content. We're getting ready to start a new month. Maybe you're going to create content and batch for February and you want to use some of your old transformation posts, but they didn't go very well, but you know, you still kind of want to use them. Don't re don't repost it. Okay. If it didn't go well the first time. It's not probably not going to go well again. Okay. You got to change some things. So maybe in those cases, you could take that and go, all right, y'all, I posted this last month and I want to use it again. Can you give me some feedback on how we can make this better? And then we could help you to perfect that particular post, right? So maybe it's that, like looking for constructive feedback. Um, if you ever, if you ever want a um a page audit, let me know. Um, a page audit is basically where I go to your page and I kind of just as a um an outsider looking in and going, do I recognize what your brand is? Do things make sense? Do I feel like you're offering the opportunity enough? Do I feel like you're being too salesy? Like I'll offer some constructive criticism so that um, some feedback on how um, you can make it better. Maybe we can set aside some time and do that if y'all want, or you just message me and I can do it with you privately. Um, we've done it both ways, okay? Um, there are systems, but I don't want to get into the weeds of that. That's not really the purpose of tonight's training. It's really just to shift the focus of our thinking. But there are some other systems that will help you in terms of tracking um, if you guys are still using Flowdesk or doing email marketing and you're getting your leads in um, to the platform and you're starting them on a workflow, like an email sequence, you can touch them once a week, sending a newsletter. You can also follow up with them. Like if they're a customer, you can, you can set and forget it really, um, you know, ways to follow up with them and check in on them so that you're not working so, so hard. Um, and if, again, I can do some more, um, some more help with that or one-on-one -on -one if, if you need that, that sort of support. 
Um, and then the final thing I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. Um, the final thing, um, that I felt like I wanted to talk about, um, because I feel like at some point or another, we've all struggled with like feeling very overwhelmed in our businesses in terms of like managing it all, like managing our personal lives and our jobs and our business and like actually living your life and like, you know, like juggling all the things you guys feel like sometimes you struggle a little bit in that area. Maybe you have a hard time with work-life balance. Well, there is no such thing, first of all, as work-life balance. Okay. It's, it should be integrated. Um, and it's, it's a, one of those things that your life is going to ebb and flow. So based on whatever season you're in, some seasons, you're going to be working and investing a lot of energy into certain areas of your life and others might have to take a step back. Right. And then in sometimes then that thing kind of goes, um, I use the analogy of like the glass balls. Um, I don't know if you've heard that analogy before, but it's kind of like when you're juggling, you're juggling balls that are glass and you're juggling balls that are rubber. Right. And you obviously, when you're juggling, when you add too many balls, you, it's going to become a lot, right? Your job is to determine which of the balls are made out of glass and which of the balls are made out of rubber so that you can know that if I drop this one, it's going to be okay. It's not going to make a, I mean, I, it might suck and I might like not want to drop it, but it's not going to kill anything. But if I drop the glass ball, if I, if I let this down, it's going to cause a lot of pain. It's going to cause a lot of problems. I can't let this thing go. Does that make sense? So for you, you need to determine what are your glass balls? What are the things that are made out of rubber so that you can really make sure that thing that's very important and so fragile that you're still nurturing it and taking care of it, that you're still, you know, making priority for that. And then in some cases, those other things are going to have to fall by the wayside. Um, as Ronnie and I have been talking, you know, as far as like me going back, going and getting another job and um, doing all that stuff, um, we were talking about how whenever I first quit my job, the girls were still little. They required a lot more attention from me. Um, it was a now that Riley Riley be driving, like she should be driving. Lord have mercy, like she should be driving. She's almost seventeen. Like y'all know what it's like when your kids get older. They just need you less and less. They they would rather you not be around, you know. And I, I we've and it's it's a it's a strange because most of you've navigate. I think all of you have navigated through that. It's a strange. That's where I am now in my life, where I'm like. Mm -mm. you know, like I, I could afford to go and get another job and still do this in a couple of hours a day. Like I still could. Yeah. Until they need money. That is the truth. That is so the truth. Okay. Um, you know, like I, we were, we looked at it in all sorts of ways and it's not to say that I don't want to drop like my family, right. They're still very much my priority. And y'all will notice when you go to my page, I don't go live every single day. Like I used to, I can't. Mentally, I cannot do it anymore. Um, and so I have, and I've, I've shared all of that with you guys before. Like I have learned workarounds for that so that I can still show up, still be present in my business, but not take away from my family. Y'all yesterday, whenever I came home, so I'm rebooting, right? I came home yesterday and, um, like for some reason, like reboot just kind of took it out of me last night. I was cold. Y'all know. And, um, I come home and, um, Ronnie was like, you don't have to cook. We will have leftovers. And I was like, thank you, Lord. So they ate leftovers. And I literally came, I, it was like 630 y'all. I had already taken a shower, <laughs> had my pajamas on and I was on the couch and did not move. <laughs> I was like done, you know? 
Um, in, in, in previous, like in times past, I would have beat myself up for not going live, but it was one of those things that I needed that mental break, right? Like, and for some of you, you're going to have to, and I I recognize that some of y'all have made those decisions. Um, and I'm not just saying like, in like going live, there's other things in your life that maybe you've gone, you know, I really love doing this or I really want to do this. Um, it's really looking at and taking a step back and going, asking yourself out of everything that you're doing. Out of all the things that are on your plate, you got your glass balls, the things that are important to you. Then what are also the things that are giving you the best return on your investment? When you put all of this energy in, are you getting anything out of it? If you're putting all of this energy in and you're not getting anything out of it, maybe that might be something that can slide, right? You know, Um, and you can let that down. Some of you have maybe, I don't know if you're like signed up for some committee. I used to be really heavily involved in our fire department um, and our local community, like our volunteer fire department was, that was a rubber ball. I was, I mean, and I loved it. It, there was nothing wrong with it, but it was just one of those things that I was like, you know, like something's got to give. And I, I gave that up, you know, and there might be some things in your life right now. You're like, there's something's got to give. You know, you have to really assess, like, what are your priorities? What are the things that you want to achieve? And and sometimes that is working really, really hard and spending a lot of energy on that, you know? And if you have people that in your life that love you and support you, they're going to support you through that, especially if you communicate it, right? And so, you know, work-life balance, again, it's not a real thing, um, but it's, you know, y'all got to take care of yourself. Okay, that's why y'all know on Sundays, I'll be telling y'all not to post. Y'all always be posting on Sundays, though. I'll be looking at y'all's page and y'all are definitely posting on Sundays. I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. Okay, if y'all want to post on Sundays, you totally can. But I think y'all understand my point in saying that you it's okay for you to take a break. You know, it doesn't have to be not posting on Sundays. It could be something else. You can allow yourself a break. I will never. Um, one thing that I said whenever we first... Um, well, I, I, I say first, no, I've always said this, is that I want for y'all to have joy in what we do. You know, I want you to enjoy being here. I don't want you to feel like, oh, I gotta do this. I want for you to love this. Um, for some of you, this is the thing that brings you joy. I don't, I mean, I don't, and maybe it's something else. I don't know. Um, but I definitely want for you guys to take care of yourself. Look for ways that um, you can invest in your own energy, um, even if it's just as simple as a bubble bath and a book, you know, um, just, you know, what's going to fuel you, make you feel good. Um, uh, and, um, yeah. Oh my gosh, that went by so quickly. Did you enjoy today's episode of the Kristen Morris show? If so, please do me a favor and leave a review on the platform you're listening to and share this episode with a friend better yet. Let's connect. Find me on any social media platform and tag me in your stories with your favorite takeaways. And until next time, lead by example and inspire others to do the same.